What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two-Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, this man is a DJ, a singer, a songwriter, and listen, one of the fire Rastamandam in the reggae business. You know we have in the building today? We have Lutan Fire in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? Yes, I greetings, not respect, one love, one love to the audience, one love to the people who tune in. Rastafari, it's talking privilege, you know. Definitely. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Entertainment Report Podcast. Entertainment Report Podcast likes to go right from the beginning and then bring it right up to 2022. So my first question for you is this. Where did you grow up in Jamaica and what type of child were you? Yeah, I grew up in St. Catherine, Spanish Town, Jamaica. Just you know? mm-hmm. a normal child, you know. And then planting was things were more easy going and we'd have more raw material as you to work off and work with, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Normal child. For sure. All right. And growing up, what did you think you were gonna get into? Did you think it was music, sports? What did you think you were gonna get into growing up? Yeah, normally Lutan fell like sports and you know, like football. Some people call it shock. So we used to try our best to be a part of a good team, you know. Mm-hmm. Play football through the school levels, you know, play the money cup and thing. Play another one they call Colts, which was the under sixteen. Mine cup is the under nineteen. Mm-hmm. And then we move on, we play division two, division one, national premier league football, but we never stay long in it. Mm-hmm. Music was another calling at that time when I was actually playing, I was feeling this music and singing. What inspired you to actually even get involved with music? Who did you see in the area or did you hear a song? What in- inspired you to get involved with music? Well, in that time, as you know, music was a uh, from Dustil Dad Dan thing in a dance hall where the show and so and sing up from in the evening and lock off till about two, three o'clock where a lot of different singers and DJs used to come to and sing. That sound system was a short stream in my yard, you know. So they get to see all kind of different musicians and artists for all the vibes, you know. People like Papa Chan, Bongsman, Nerdsman, Major Orange and Whitman Lady. General Some of these people in the world know who follow music, Jamaican music, you know. But those are the people we used to see in my yard at the time. A vibe, you know, a DJ and a whole of vibe. I used to be there as the happy go so lucky youth, always in the midst of everything. So that's my main inspiration I could remember. I not get no inspiration like that ever again in the music. And what was the name of the song in the yard at that time there? It's like a small song, it's called Night Flight. It's not a big, it was just a community song to play for, for night time. And the community artists, them, they just used to. Because me, Papa Stan Dirksman, we born in the same art, grew up in the same community. Lady G, Major Worries. Jonathan Wolfman, the Monksman, 
Yeah, same road, same lane, and run the show. Grew up together. My yard was the dancer, like. The two yard, the father, a man that come from the street, get there, you know, across the road. So the yard on the road was a dancer, and the yard on the road was another dancer. The, one of the yard, them were more free, where the youth, them could have hold the microphone, and then that day. Papa and the man, the man that was youthful and feeling father used to have a son system too. They just loved the music. Did, did you actually get to DJ or sing on the song at this time here? Yeah, man, I'm a playground, man, every day, man, all my life. Man. We sing, we DJ, we chant, we say a poem, we act with everything around the microphone. We get shocked. We burn up to amplify them time. They are two bomb bass, you know, two bomb. Record, you know, 45 and LP, flip over the version and the DJ on it. Mm -hmm. I know something. I'm a part of that experience. For sure. Because I know something else you liked coming up to while you're growing up was architecture. What was it about architecture that you liked in the first place? It was just, I think I went to school and introduced to that class. I just like it. Yeah. At the first test I did, I got a hundred mark, and the teacher was impressed. So they tried to coach me into liking it, and it was cool because it's a person on the paper clean, you know? Yeah. I like it. going on. But we never excel in architecture like when my Bible, like what people write on the media. I was just keen about it and know about all these things, but I never got to not college after high school and think further nothing. It just stopped. Cause Rastafari and in that same time it was like 1996, 97. When Jamaica world changed, the world were a change that time, the thing had changed. So we did go with one of the change, you know? <laughs> Rastafari. <laughs> Why did you even say Rastafari? Where did Rastafari even get introduced to you in the first place, sir? It's not um, a specific time or place. It's just a vibe, you know, come across. As you know, Jamaica have a vibe. And there's a attractive energy everywhere. And then when I move around, I realize that through the studying of the Bible and mankind issue, on this earth, I came up to a proven conclusion that Rastafari is the nucleus of the black genesis. And with that, it's the balancing of humanity. It's like with the wisdom of his imperial majesty, you feel like you can attract the future. And you feel like you are from the past while you are now, you know? Yes, sir. So was it Rastafire first or you start, did you start recording first or you, you got into Rastafire first? Which one first? With the music as Rastafire, like recording, the professional recording for song to be released. That was final, father's five and eight. We'd never do a song outside of Rastafari. Always from the, from the get go. It's just the move, you know, this rapid move of Rastafari, Pan-African humanitarian balancing, you know, getting people together, loving each other again, come back to God, 
you know, apologize to their parent and forgive the parent for not allowing them to deep breathe in through life step by step. So even in school now, did you get involved with any musical stuff while you were in school or all your musical stuff was after school? Oh, just music class in school. But music is always a part of me. As a part of Jamaican youth, we love music, you know? Yeah. But we never have no music class at school that I'm in, into or interested in. We just got the normal music class to a part of the school curriculum and we have to exact every day at school eh? uh, every week, you know? That's the only music that I learned a few songs. We never did learn about music or the theory of music because the class never seemed interesting only when we were singing the songs. That's when you liked it there. So then you said you were you were into football, you're playing a lot of sports and that. So then when did music actually take over your life from playing sports? Where was that trans transition for you? It was that time after I come to a realization that there is a future and life not stop yourself. And then with the wisdom of his imperial majesty, my mind gets universal, so I start to look across the world and check my age and realize that I'm not a professional and I'm not never, may um, I won't ever play for my national team. And Jamaica is not a place that you're paid to play football. If you're injured, you got to go take care of yourself. So we did decide, say, okay, let's stop by at the studio and check the vibes. Been up and about going around, few does not know the vibes though. But let's stop by and see if I can hang around and see if I can see the spirit of music and see well, my spirit can fit in at this thing. And from the very first day, I'm stopping the music, I realized, whoa, music is not really a place. The environment at that time, people never been really educated to what they were doing. I, uh, in, in business or in music, it's just what, it was just a vibe, you know. Mm. And then I could look above what shot me, so I imposed myself and people get to know me. What was the first studio you went to when you started to get serious to doing your music now? You know, them time it was Jamie's studio for every artist. You have to go down at Jamie's So every now and then we should stop at Jamie's studio and, and, and think. I would hear about Bobby Digital Studio too, so we stop at Bobby's Studio too, and then, yeah. But Jamie's was the place where we should go hang out. Long before a lot of our great ones, anybody in the world know them. And we were all bridging our friends because in them time music was love and joy and glad to see each other. And at the same time, at the same time, the road boy things I get brawling in our music. When Batman I come, a studio come to badness. Follow we walk with the artists and man, the artists, Batman friends, you know. That was the 90s, but it was fun, you know. Because we used to have Bogle, we used to have the reggae culture vibes and the dance vibes and everything it had. And when you go to the dance, you hear all different kind of music, all different kind of melodies, all different vibes. And it was just fun. Them time there, when you go to studio as an artist, nobody know. You never did have to make money. <laughs> you never did have a song to make money, you know? 
Because you could do an inch on a dog plate and eat a fruit. Or you could get a fire bath and can string or DJ. You get to do a dog plate because at the time, I don't know if it was money enough or people was just fascinated over Jamaican talent. But once you hang out at any popular studio, you always end up look like you're involved in a some game with knife. You know what I mean? Yeah, but nowadays they have a bus, they have that bus, right? See, friend, I'm not really pushing the music too much nowadays, just singing and gushing. For sure. So, when you got to Jammies, was your intention to get into the dub room or you wanted to actually get into start recording music? Well, at first, it was to do a dub, you know, the first time I sing the Jammies, I sing the Madame Magas too, I sing the Magas dub play. So I run with them and do the dub. dub. They never did nothing in the nose for me to come sing either. I a ball at the time and think I'm a regular artist, but they know for me an artist. Mm-hmm. So them say, well, I got to show them and I found them and say, yeah, man. Them time I just left high school and decided, well, I'm not going to get a job as last year. I'm not going to try it. But nobody got me embarrassed. So I'm just going to play some football. We can go and eat a little weekend salary. We can give me food that maybe I want a t shirt and a, a Nike or a banner, you know. Mm-hmm. But I realized early said that now go get me nowhere, you know. And thing. I hear me do a dog plate them time, and then we go to there. But now and then we stop by and we know the fights. Yeah. So now, to actually get into where you could record, do you have to do an audition, or how did you get to the next side? Or did you even get to the next side to do any recording? No, I go on into the stop and do auditions at places, man. Do demo and put them by I buy a scattered and go up and listen to them and hear show. I will listen for the radio and hear what I go on and listen to the lyric pattern and the melody style and how people are kissed and the kind of beat the people are dancing for, how them are dancing. I find a place to make you fit in myself. You know what I mean? So when was the first time you actually got to record a song? Because you recorded the dubs, that's cool, but when did you actually get to record a song right now? Record a song, I'm sure I remember it, Oh, yeah. Record a song, I'm a friend, because I used to play football in the early days, so I'm a baller friend. In father did fly in from America and thing. And them time most of the ones that were coming from America and have money. They now they did a sound or own a little soda them, own a studio. So my friend now become one of the kind of manager like at the new studio when father fly in and own so my friend introduced him to him father. And the father liked the vibe so. He, were, he was a producer, also producing people like Bojo Bantan, Fifla, Jackie Ward, Luciana, Capleton. At the time, you know, this man who called it Sprocket, he used to have a son in New York, Earth Ruler. So that's recording was a late 2 a.m. at the Anchor Studio when I decided uh, I want to record it and say, yes, go to after recording. So we go sit up and wait till Lucian had done record, Mikey General done record, Jackie were done record, John Mason done record, and thing. And then when they're done now, we wait from the coach and we say, yo, you're not ready for sing. And we say, yeah. 
sing my song and from me sing that song there, I realize that uh, people start to know Luton's fire when we start look out for more songs. So we just start driving in rapid move non-stop car. After that, my, my producer record that shop, Flintstone, a Babylon glasses. He may get caught up in some personal problem with trying to keep him out of the music shop. We never really get anybody like that who they decide to stand out for low time for your help, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a producer or manager with manage artists, you know what they might do. Because I don't really like to learn on the job, people. If you're going to learn on the job, decide no time for you. I can do it for myself. So I may never really get no people who can do the job like that after that. So I'm always on my duty doing my work like single and I give thanks for people who try to help, you know, and provide me with instructions and inspirations and advice. The last year. Was thing there? Was it only one song that you recorded with Sprocket, or you did actually did more work? A few songs before in, in Step Up and Sing. I did a and about Jordan got released. But after this day, I made a dub place for them song, and then song was song oh one, two thousand one, you know. All right, so you did your thing there first. Before we even go any further, how did you get your name, Luton Fire? Well, um. It was a time in my ghetto when we actually do my naming ceremony. And then I decided to get, get myself that name at that time, no? Yes, sir. Why that name in particular? Does it represent anything? What what is it is it supposed to mean? Well, after a while, you know, that name was 1992, exactly, remember. In the school and thing. It never signified nothing at that time. But when the growth out, you come realize that the FYAH have a significant meaning, you know. FYAH is fire, you know, which is like the energy in a man. Which is YAH, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, job, yeah, it's all there. So my night, my near present that fire in a man, God consciousness. And the thing with it, you chose this name before you even really understood the power that this name had in the first place. Yes, I. Yes, I. See, long, that? long before, man, but chose this name from 1992. Mm-hmm. Then I will start go for a record two thousand and two thousand, yes. And then I will start go for a record, you know. Mm-hmm. You linked with Sprocket, then you said that situation didn't really work out. What was your next move in the music business at that time, really? The next move, you know, it stopped by a Bojo studio for a while. Then time there, I would have done some recording too with me and the engineer them up there used to have vibes at the time. So we make songs, you know. Yeah, we stopped by a budget place. How did you even get that link to link up with Bourgeois and the studio at that time there? I get that link. I rushed a far right vibes. I made it feel in tune to the Gotcho. 
I was stopped by and them allowed to come in. I was sing on the engineer them like right so at the time and the engineer them there. there no? So slept me in after that day there. Come in the old. Did you connect with Bush at that time? Their tour was just more or less the engineers then. I was the engineer, man, and show a bunch of place with the way of yellow food of Manhattan. Watch the step in our jet yard. I don't know. Get a budget yard. Same work. We get a blight. We get a one price every now and then. I would feel good, so we get a privilege, Bishop. And, and, and we, we learn a lot, you know. Don't know. Go. All kind of people stop at them, man, they are. Meet a lot of people too. up there. It was, it was diary until we move on. Mm -hmm. Did you become a part of the camp or were you just more or less recording songs out of the studio at that time there? Well, I was there every day. <laughs> I met everybody in Iron Ivy. That we can't say, you know, until we decide different times. Yeah. Different. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you never actually never have a bad day in a Bujar yet. Mm -hmm. Did you actually go on any tours with Bush or anything? No, we never get them friendship. They are them close. Because they got to Bujar have a lot of artists about Paris. We have no over the years, you know. We never did expect to get a tour. Even it would it would be good still, but we never did expect to. Get them blind around the jet, you know? Yeah, the jet is looking to it that way, they would have feel good still, but it never works. So. I just got you and the engineer and daddy and the new rhythm maker. Trying to let you come up with a little song. Most of the time, them should be songs, them no sound, but like 99.9% of the time, they me sound, them no sound good, you know what I mean? So it's just easy and right. So that was your, like your, your training grounds right there. Well, no, we used to, we used to do the best that shop. When I do what I do at the time, you know? Yeah, but we used to go other places, just sing, all my grand five different drums, recorded studio. Mm -hmm. I would call that more the training than to go into a recorded studio got you there so then okay Bourgeois, you did your time over there trying to did you get any hits out of the studio at that time there or not yet no but, uh, no we just did not go to a try try come to in a music and i'm not sure if we get a little blight going on man yeah when millions told us for them work you know so i'm up to a young engineer about different vibes and thing so when them that they had near time and the dj about the business of the mother business. We didn't get the time to buy it for one show in our tour. You know? But while the engineer grow, the engineers they grow, I start up on tour with bunch of things change too. You know, other youths come on and I sing on different vibes and enough different changes. Mm -hmm. You know see? So sure. it was like from I want to tell you say, from people start no loose and fire, one kind of way. We're not to go back a bush up here. We're not to go there. We're going to heal up man and man and thing. We're not to go back. We're trying to remember. 
stop and yell up Marcus there, Marcus is dead. Since Bodo Fowl, stop and yell up, coach. Uh, that's it, really. You know, come not to. Music is a rough place. Mm -hmm. You have to really know what you're doing. So, okay, you're still trotting through, you're doing your stuff in music. So then now your breakout song was Peace in Spanish Town. Who did you record that song for? Yeah, that song was just some birds in a Spanish tone to the production. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did you come up with this one here now to really say, okay, I'm from Spanish town, so I want to do something for Spanish town? How did you come up with this one here? Hey, Spanish town is rough, then time, then uh, badness and young violence and thing. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a music vibe show. Just build something where you kind of feel like people have a gravitate to at the time. And it was an old time rhythm, you know, the old. And read the rhythm where you call The Far East. Far East, you know, see. You now, a different kind of timing of flow and song. But at the Far East, it was. And I brother named Ron Mushet that later man in terms of Ron Light, that kind of vibes then. And I and talk about it guy it was in Bridging. Produced the song to I think, you know. Yeah man, definitely around Bridging, come to see Ron come check him too. I wanna fight and I ran become Irish at the time. So the music was just a big side go. Yeah, big side go. How did you know this started to take off now? Because you've been you've been going to studios recording some songs, a little stuff is happening, nothing really big. How did you know peace in Spanish town is really taking off now? I the vibes are how people react to the vibes that we do our videos, so people start to say, and I look a shot dread that thing that's on there and thing. And then we start to get shows and with the big show in Jamaica and people start to oh and so good and now she not a song. But when you had that song, what was the first big show that you really took on? Having that song to really see the reaction. The thing with the Rebel Spallow to the all of the the reggae song first, reggae song class. All of them. Everyone in the round shit. And upon that morning, I don't know, I'll go for a show in a Jamaica, it's a different kind of me from what the for international foreign gig. You know, you have to step out to the island, so go out there from Jamaica stage. We have to make sure to rip that dialect. See? So we have the repetition that we stop by and bust up a place and put and cut from Jamaica island. Because the time where you really got your break, this was like when I Wayne got his break, Bascom X, Egyptian, Turbulence. It was the real roster revival at that time there when you got your break. Like no, probably 03 or 04. For them break, it kind of different. That was the same time, you know. Mm -hmm. But me watch them get big promotion and all of that. Well, me never get a promotion. Me never go for a magnificent They are Walter. Never get no run. Every time we get a run for anyone, the big show, they actually do it free. They never really want book load and fire yet. I went to go and then to war and then think them trick me, but I showed me the water platform. Most of some of them show too. I feel no way, car. Music is life. I mean, I'm a link them to the war one length. 
give me a run off of your show and, and master. We have to load on, you know, long more you come to show. And we got sing two and at the same time. I always got checked then. And then tell me, say, they're not confident. But they're going give me a fly. <laughs> and then we go away. That's the my thing up on Jamaica Island. So at this time after Sprocket, you didn't really have any management or anybody looking about your business at this time here now? You were just more or less freelancing by yourself? Yes, I. Freelancing. Yeah. From there. Because I know somebody you met earlier in your career when you guys were getting hot too was Turbulence. How did you buck up and meet Turbulence? Now we all in the street, man. I don't know where we are tribus. So we end up at the same place the man sit down and chat and one fight. They'll become bridging, you know. Because turbulence was the one that introduced you to um um Fatis. Definitely. Definitely. How was that now meeting somebody like Fatis? Because when you got there, was Fatis, was this when it was Sizzla, Luciana? And Turbulence, Mikey Jenner, and all of them were there at that time there? Yeah, man. Well, I was there. Like a family, you know? Because you said you're... Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're over at Buzzer recording and stuff. But then you said you didn't really get the, the link. But then now you linked up with Exterminator. And it's more of a family. So what were some of the early songs that you guys were recording? When you got to exterminator. Ah, I did an album named Healthy Lifestyle with, with, with Pop. The EP they released the album. I think it was 07. Yeah. I think it was 07 or 04. No? What was it like working with Fatis? Huh? What was it like working with Fatis at that time there? No, man, Patis are the best, man, because you're virgin. Patis are virgin. Patis are Yeah, you know, Patis are general and thing. So, man, I was sitting on the whole pines with the Patis are scalp on the phone. I said, yo, man, I'm looking for an artist. I'm not going to tell you. And it's all kind of top people on the island when they were much younger, too, you know. We used to vibe together up at the Daniel. Patis are the best. I wonder now, you know, I'm dead. So that time, so did you actually sign to, to Exterminator or are you just around Exterminator at the time there? Fatis I'm a bridging. And Fatis become French. Then mm -hmm. I'm a sing, so the sing. Sing together to them, yeah, terror, sing together to them, yeah, and Bunny Rock. Sing together tomorrow. Carl Jack will make him blow them something. A lot of great songs with it. You know, but it's not the same with Dennis Brown, but it's not the same with everybody, Barry Summon, everybody. I don't know where them sang that day. Big experience because you were still fresh in the business at this time here when you're getting this opportunity to sing with like a Dennis Brown, a Barry Hammond, and these people here. Yo, the Dennis Brown was there on the tip. Dennis Brown is already dead, you know, died or whatever. Then I said, yo, fuck it, why have never done this one? I have the right voice of me here, Darcy. Did you guys go on the road as Exterminator crew also? Yeah, my boys, me have fought this turbulence and changed it up on the road. You know? 
how were some of those early tours? It was great, man. Prop, prop, prop for European tours, you know? Mm-hmm. We did about three of them together. What was it like the first time going to Europe now? First time going to Europe, it was a, a winter time, you know? But a winter time, I went to Hamburg. Some guy named Philly Walk introduced the road and fireman for the truck thing. So, them time, that was my mistake time. What do you mean by that? Introduced I to Europe when I up to our tree town. I could around go to Europe and feel them look at dancers, they saw them play at night time. And then do them look at thing and we jump to feel them look a crowd, you know. Sing the songs with them to the people like a mash up the place. Mm-hmm. But at the same time we're not realizing that we should be more organized and wait until the real thing come off. So we go Europe with them little boy there. Go build for them, look up, help them, push that for them platform because they were just starting out. Mm-hmm. Also, those were my mistakes. Because I, I know with Silly Walks, one of the songs you got on the um, rhythm there was Lonesome Soldier and a Honey Pot rhythm. Yeah, a lot of songs with them, you know. Mm-hmm. Because I... When I meet some other youth, they are, they, I was their best friend. When I meet some other youth, they stop chatting. Mm-hmm. Bloop, completely done. Because, mm-hmm. okay, so then this is going to bring this back around. Because I know Chronic Song, um, Smile, was influenced by your song that you did on the same rhythm there. What was your connection with Chronics in the first place? Uh, Chronics, she come from a scene of a Spanish town creation. Uh, bridging like that, you know, even though it's a young man, you would still but Irish could bridge. So, with knowing, you know, I think it was I recorded for Silo Auction and come along the Silo session. I need them. And it worked, so give stuff. <laughs> because, did you do any other work with Chronics before this? Yeah, I have some other thing that I do. Not for that tune, dude. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Music, you see, sometime after you do a lot of music, and you know, see the result of the effort, it make it us gumble and chill, you know? When you came into the music, what did you think the music business was going to be like opposed to what it really was like when you got into the business? There were no expectations of anything. I never know what to expect. I did just want to sing, you know, and try and good song every now at the time. That was my intention of to know. Not like me that think about what I want to sing about or what kind of audience. You just want to connect to people and fight. Yeah. Big there. Another big song that you came up, this was again was earlier in your career too, was um Saint Django de la Vega. Wicked, wicked song you did with um Josie Mel. How did you guys come up with that song there? Oh Josie Mel, it was can't believe that one, it's can't believe. 
Yes, yes, yes. Those the men come with them songs, they want me sing with them and me sing. Well, don't sing, I sing my part and canny. Canny. <laughs> Rasta still ever hook. Yeah. yeah. Big song. Yeah, man, this was when thing there. This was when all the Rasta artists were really controlling Jamaica at this time here at that time. Yeah, the shipping, shift around and things change. <laughs> it was a cosmic shift at that time there. Yeah, man, and Jamaica was more peaceful and no crime up by I brought it up here, another big song in your career, the St. Diego de la Vega. How did you come up with this here now? St. Diego de la Vega, mm -hmm. they don't say that the name of the ready. Mm hmm I went to the studio and then tell me they have reading me. Then Jago de la Vega. I went inside and do a freestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now I come listen it and record it properly. And then ready, then start playing on the radio. So I wonder did work. Never done make her anything. Okay, it wasn't complete when it started to play on the radio and stuff like that. No, and them not leave it as it was, as it is. Going to further out. Mm -hmm. You seem like when it comes to music, like you, you love to put out your music, but you don't really, as you were saying, you don't really have any expectations. Put it out, do your work, and what it does is what it does type of thing. Yeah, man, because the music is a struggle and a lot of roadblock, and sometimes we are pushing and pushing and something up where with people immediately you know the music because these black people you know them them they really them are opposition to people who they don't know progressing and they create narratives around people who they don't know so most of the time it causes a problem with even man like me so me not gonna know in the music i don't go here nor near Mm -hmm. If you were, I got some shows and do my few shows in America or Europe or Africa or Europe or whatever. Come back to Jamaica, sing more songs. That's my thing. Mm -hmm. Not interested in going about on this island trying to do nothing musically because it's a cause problem. Because I am very brave. I'm talk rough. I'm not afraid. I know you, my being. And I won't be, yo, just different. If you knew what you knew before about the music business, would you have chose to get into the business? Well, I wouldn't choose any other thing. You know? mm -hmm. No, but I'm saying before, it's not now. If you'd known before what you're going to encounter in the business, would you have chose music? Yeah. When I encounter, like, you see, I know, yeah. When I chose music, but when I run harder, at least I would know what to expect. Mm -hmm. But I find it's okay. Life is a challenge, remember? For sure. Because I know you've traveled, you did Europe, you've done, been to Africa and all that. But I know you round, have some... Round trips, and I'll be going again and again and again. The only thing can stop me is a lockdown. We're talking about that, though. I know you have some amazing... African trip stories when you went to Africa. You could share some of them? Ah, them trips, they're long, you know. 
Some long stories go on. Sometimes I remember them and make me laugh. Yeah, like the chick where me in and the Serengeti. I drive from 1 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. and laugh on my way to the Maasai village. Mm. And African guy telling me let us do some camping here in Serengeti. Oh, let us stop here and jump. In a big Serengeti. It was crazy. Because mm-hmm. I actually almost fight this guy. Because he laughed and acting as if he knew where he was going. You know? And when we were driving in that Chinese road, that mild road that, that they're working on, mm-hmm. I realized we start the camel, we start the zebra. Mm-hmm. And I say, yo, it was the camel and the zebra, so the lion and cheetah. They get me really pissed off. And this is East Africa. I have stories in West Africa. Crazy story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a story in Ethiopia. I have a story in Mombasa. I got a story in Serengeti that is in Nairobi, Sunbridge. I have a story in Gambia. I have a story in Senegal. I have a story in Kafamas. I have a story in a Beginning is so like story. <laughs> but you see, again, on this podcast, that's what we like the stories. Okay, I'm going to tell you another story that I've heard of was a time you got ambushed when you were in Africa. You remember that? In episode two to Katamat to the Gambia. And you know, the Katamat is a part of Senegal, and Senegal is trying to do mining around that side. While the Katamat is the fertile green, fresh water, farmland, and for Dakar to come and do mining, these people are saying it would mash the ecosystem. So the Katamat people decide to defend their land and they get branded as being rebels. So on that route, because you know Gambia is in the middle of Senegal. They come getting it all, drive through the Katamas, which is Senegal, and then they reach the Gambia. But on that route, at Katamas, they have a lot of rebels at Senegal, Dakar, soldiers. So every 20 minutes, they have a part some form of roadblock, army, and rebels, and big right, big gun, pointing a lot at your face. Like Blood Diamond. You watch Blood Diamond? You've seen bits and pieces. I have had that experience. The only thing, no shot fire. <laughs> no shot fire. Come here, Some little kids, you know, some kids with guns, painting and talking language I don't know. But I have to talk my Jamaica language, you know. Let me shout and say them now, Lord of Jamaica. Jamaican, yeah. You realize it's not an African black man, this black man is a West black man, plus the way I'm dressed up, sneakers and cologne, and you know, you realize how he's a foreigner. 
So in my head, it's either they're going to rob me or kill me or be nice to me, right? So I just start imposing my Jamaica self, like, go up to them and talk up to them and act as if they are my friends, you know? They know all, all the right things. I'd be like, oh, Jamaica, hey, my money. Hey. I tell them someone ganja. I have about 55 euro and I give it to them. And then go for a, a scandal bag of bush for a ganja Thank you, man. I mean, like, them old 1996 men driving. And you got 15 college knockers finding. And they're like, And I talk language I never hear or know, brother. And I was the one in the car that had to stand up and shout out, Lord, yo! With the bomb yo! I never realized, no, it's something different. I want different kind of man, this. You know, you're not style of talking yet. So they kind of calm down, you know? I'm, I'm a step out of the bench and everybody in my car be like, I'm dead, no. So I step out of the car and walk up to them. Go over to them and look at their face. And shut up to them and say, We are the mate. Because they don't know what I'm saying. They got no idea what I am saying, brother. And they all got guns. And look mad, crazy, like, yeah. You know? And I be like, Jamaica, reggae music, Bob Marley, where you do? Red, gold, and green, time with me, have on. And then take that. Kind of, oh, Jamaica, I say, yeah, man, Jamaica, how I do know, man? Very, very, and actually, when these guys stopped the car that I was in, the driver that was driving, walked out the car and said, yo, you're not driving anymore. I will walk to Senec. I will walk to Gambia. I'd be like, so what going up? So one of them rebels, boy, mm -hmm. he was the one who gave his gun to his friend and drive us to Gambia. You see me? That's crazy. Mad. He drive 600 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. My friend, he speak Wolof. I, I just do language, body language sign. All right, hear this one. When we, when we catch up the Senegal, Guinea so border, there was a festival. That black, black the road for trade years. And we have to stop in a small little place where them call hotel and get bookkeeping and get some tomato and some tuna, you know, them long French bread. Well, <laughs> 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 here we get cold stove and take, you know, cold stove. Yeah, man. We get cold stove and buy cold because them have the, them have the tell cold, you know, and get some rice and. I realized that from the alpha rice to the eggs, bone up, <laughs> blackhead rice. We take them still on, you know, mm -hmm. wash them off nicely and cook some Caesar rice. You know, see, in the Gideon, you know, Guinea be so bad, they don't have a festival. Uh, 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 and the youth, them carry a party too, you know, look at Guinea be so road now and go road like and you know, flex. And the kid at the ha ha ha. See that little club jack. Totally different, but 
Wow, it reminds me of Jamaica, but it's different, Bridgie. You feel more energy, like more of everything, like just a rap and some, and some uh, natural, you know? Yeah. Never mm-hmm. ever go back and then play the Bridgie, you know? and then you there again, and I love there, and they're glad to see me. I'm sorry I am leaving. None of that now got my again, you know what I mean? Come spend the whole and look at you, them in the community come out and know some Jamaican. And look at one where I wear my dad like I'm up the flex. It's just way beyond. It, it's in the time, but way beyond. Because every man have a, a phone and Google and YouTube and everything and see every latest everything. But the way of force and clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, you have second and third and but then we have fourth <laughs> and third. <laughs> all close. Yeah. Yeah, at the time, you know, I made a change because I made them find me and in Guinea Bissau. Guinea Bissau was a country, I realized that everybody is junk. All the pain. Because they make palm wine. Mm. Palm wine. And everybody drink. And they're not looking like of um west african jamaica they look like portuguese they look like black indian okay guinea bissau mm-hmm. look like black what if i can describe guinea bissau would i look like a, a slender version of beanie man mm-hmm. with, with 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 black indian here you understand yeah, man. That's how Guinea Bissau man look. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I wonder how oh, it's like that. Right there beside Guinea, Kanakre, Gambia, Senegal, Ghana, Togo. Them look so different. Mm-hmm. And they are Portuguese in the midst of French and English. Sometimes it's one of those things. We... poverty in Guinea Bissau. Beyond poverty. Beyond. Yeah, it surprised me. It frightened me. Hmm. The lifestyle frightened me. Can't believe. Mm-hmm. Say your place to look worse than Riverton. Hmm. And people living there. Living there. Can you imagine a house with a family? And the kitchen is here, the pig pen is here, the bedroom is here. Everybody sex everybody and everything does. Hmm. All right, here's the big joke. I have to go to one of those houses to borrow a pot to cook. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll wait. See it. Mm -hmm. See it. And the big batty woman wear a pattern big tongue. Wobble out the house and start your language. Me look a rebel spread. Me look a rebel spread. The lad is where we want pot. And she said, we want pot to borrow. In the language. And wobble go over to Pick up the pot. And her back. And her ass. Uh, parallel. How me put it? So. So. Yeah. So, see, 
Well, 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 I'm bent over, so I'm up in the air, so her body down, so. Yeah. I, I, and a big body woman, big body. And she was the palm of her hand. Mm-hmm. She was water up on it, and I'm also. And you see the big black fat, she hold it, so. I'm also. I put her on it, I'm also. She gets shined like a willy penny when she does. Go down at the local hotel, get my tour from my class and wash it Jamaican style. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I say, yes, mama tongue. I will cook a night. I eat. I send back them pot doggy there and say, give that to everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. I like it and I'm a PPF. Were you with that? No, do you were you just there on a vacation or you had shows? How did you just end up in this place? In I the was on my way to the Gambia. Mm-hmm. The flight was Kingston to New York to Amsterdam to Banjul. We reached at Kingston to get to New York, right? It was a February month, so there was a snowstorm in New York. So they must have everything locked down, brother. Mm-hmm. But I have got 500,000 Jamaican dollars. And I said, why when I go to Africa, everything is locked down. So I go turn back on the banner. So I then say, okay, I'll check the picket office. So I go around there and question. So, okay, there's a flight um, to um, Fort Lauderdale to Hartford in Hartford uh, Jackson. In, uh, and you know that in particular, what I'm talking about. Well, to Paris and Lisbon to Guinea Bissau. And so I said, but Guinea Bissau. So I said, Bernard, Guinea Bissau. I wish for that. I said, yo, boy, if you can't come on Guinea Bissau and drive, come on. Six hours and after what six hours in Africa I drive no glory that but we never know buy the flight here the journey mm-hmm. but we reach a four ladder deal to catch the flight to Atlanta we drop a sleep mm-hmm. in a four ladder deal But I wake up and then catch an next flight. Atlanta to Paris. I'm reaching a person. One bag of my house gets stuck somewhere. Mm-hmm. After go catch the flight, it was winter. You know, in Europe, you have to walk out in the winter cold, going on a bus, and the bus driving over the plane there. We're only in a one-piece shirt in the winter time. Mazni. So, yeah, we reach a Lisbon, we don't have a ticket, I mean, I know the airline, I mean, I know nothing, Bergie. But I said, what is going to do to myself? Anyway, we look around and realize which flights from Lisbon I go. Gain a bit strong. I reach the airline, so we go over there and then, and then. Okay, I'll figure me out. Mm-hmm. Jump on the flight. But we reach in a Guinea Bissau, it was about 8 p.m. in the night. When we reached the airport, they said, no back, one shirt, one pants, one shirt. We didn't back up them thing there and put them down special and somebody do a dash and take them virgin. Then I'm a nice Nike, I step up in Africa, dirty, first of my pants, the battery peer out. Third virgin. 
You know what I'm saying? I put them in my bag, especially I'm in a feedback, yo, you see. Mm. But anyway, spend the night in a guinea bee show and thing, look at Bridget. Give me the $83,000 for pay a fee visa in a guinea bee show. I'll come out and give the hand start from this way. I'll go find out in a idea. Can the Bridget get? No, I'm going to go to Africa. First time I land for the country. Continue. I'm going to have money on you, Joe, Gideon, I'm a Gideon. It was rough. Mm-hmm. But if some, still have contact with them, you have no one then they find me. And I say, hey, man, you remember me? I say, of course. Okay, I forget. You can't forget an experience like that at all. For real. Yeah. How many, how many countries have you been, been to in Africa? Ethiopia, Kenya, Gambia, Senegal. Yeah. Guinea Bissau. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We stopped in America a few times. When I spend more like an hour or two, two hours. But we stop in Gambia and Senegal a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of look, see, difficult these days because the reggae music now, the vibe there again over the world, you know. Those Afrobeat and some little madness and some mixed things. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan still, you know, man. last life. What was the reception like when you, for your acts, for your music now when you were there? What was the reception for Loot and Fire, the performing artist? He was singing along. Say that one more time. People sing along in Africa with low tide for you know? mm-hmm. What were some of your big songs that you had when you were over there? I feel like Skank, about Sony Man Graceful, Rap Top Tangle, a lot, about 10, 15 big songs, 20 big songs. Zimbabwe and South Africa, Maryland. Big, big, big there. I know that was another highlight in your career. I know at one point you were keeping birthday bash. And one of your birthday bash in Clarendon had enough of them on it. But one of the highlights for that night there was a Sizzla versus Ninja Man Clash. You remember that birthday bash? Yes, I remember. Tell me what you remember about that birthday there. Huh? Tell me what you remember about that birthday bash. Oh, the me- well, most memory of those decisions are in German, you know, because I never planned. Mm-hmm. And then go and go. You know, but people never turn out like the actual amount of money where we spend to bring them big artists. And people never go and do it. How come you decided to keep your birthday party in Clarendon opposed to like Spanish Homes? I want to reach this house the place look nice. So we are so okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Just that. Just right that. Big dear. I want to go through a couple more of your songs here. Another big song you have. This is one of my favorite Luta Fire. It's Spliff Tale. And this has now over 4 million views on YouTube. Huge song. How do you come up with this song and it has that wicked bass line with a bounce with it? 
Ah, just a vibe. Them songs, yeah, just catch a vibe, so. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with no meditation or no thinking, it just catch a vibe, you know. That was and, it. And a lot of people, I guess that's one of your more popular songs, too. Yes, I. Mm-hmm. Well, like, this one. But the song that is popular on YouTube, not necessarily popular in on stage, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I get to wear like. You're living, it's almost like you live in different worlds. What happens on Instagram, YouTube, and real life are three different things. Two different things from real life. Mm-hmm. Trust. Because mm-hmm. another song you did in 2019, and this is like a real deep song because you use this concept and showed three different ways, was giggling, and it has a music video also. How did you come up with the concept for giggling? Because this, this you couldn't just vibes. It's this you had to think oh, about. Oh, that's just like. a vibe, yo. All of my songs is just a vibe. Mm-hmm. All of my songs is just a vibe, you know? The energy, the spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. Just hold it and go with it till it's done. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Sad. Now my giggling was bad. <laughs> Yeah, man. Because you showed it as in bad man, you showed yeah. it as girls, and you showed it as I think it was police or society. Police. And I know what I did. Yeah, then giggling, eh? Yeah. Yeah, never get to perform them soon, You never performed it anywhere yet? No, sir. Luton Fair, my audience get shows and the punch. Why do you think that is, and especially somebody like you that has over 19 studio albums, why do you think you don't really get the highlight like some other artists or your other con- co-workers are getting? Let me make a record. Dirty but my people. Not them. Business, eh? People, them rasta and barley, that shit, them, you know. <laughs> but the shit, that pay them no mind, you know. The majority. Because I know, I don't know if anybody noticed, but one thing I notice about you, when it comes to your your tam, your turban, them, your head wrap, I don't know nobody else that has to wrap them like you. You have them to match your shoes, your sh- your shirt, your your socks, everything right there. For real. Yeah, man. I was stopping at a fabric store, we just grabbed something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a okay. nice piece of fabric, you know. Different mm-hmm. style. Yeah. Africa. The Africa again, enough material. No, man, your turban, them. But. <laughs> you know what I mean? 2021. You had entered the um, Jamaican music, the um, festival competition. What made you actually enter a competition at this point in your career right now? You know, I'm just trying to bring that madness to me. I'm just I'm not really interested in doing these kind of things. So the musician then said, them, let's do this. Mm-hmm. But that's... Then send the radio and make up the song and send it back. 
Jamaica. Yeah. Everybody want to come yard. Jamaica. Jamaica. Worldwide feet from abroad. My feet Jamaica. Jamaica. Everybody want to come yard. Wake up to the island of the tropical sun. You need some fun just with the reggae drink, some kulu kulu. You won't regret it if you stop your the fun candle. Not a day if you sit down. <laughs> yeah. And how did you how did you do that competition there? A joke thing festival that bridge. Mm -hmm. A joke. Why you say that? You know, my song had the best song. One then Biggie that festival. But you thinking that wouldn't anybody else think the same thing too that entered a competition think that theirs is the best also? No, them no. The mine is the best. So why didn't you win? Because the people that were giving in to that were winning already. Mm. We had a winner, but we never knew. I'm going to go over the Miller and Justin. You seem to just have been a lot of unfortunate situations from time to time in your career. Not really. I just old lives go with me. Mm -hmm. Fighting with you. Know? Cause you have some amazing, crazy songs in your catalog. Amazing. Not even catalog. You're, you have a lion log. Yeah, man, Rasta no more on me. Bob Marley alone more on me. Just Bob Marley alone. Mm -hmm. Follow me, no? I know you're a big weed advocate. You've ever thought about coming up with a strain or something, a loot and fire strain of weed? No, I never really think about that new weed business in the road. Since Obama. Time, you know, support not I hear you right there because I know one of your new songs you came up with last year was Weed Oil. People always try to introduce this kind of thing, but I don't want to get involved with them. Man. It's real. Yeah. fake, it's not real, brother. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah. hear you. But if you're training, if you're training, you can get it in three months, you can get two months, pounds, and six months, you can get this amount, and it can smell like this, and you can put it to bed, and you can get your way. Yo, you know, I'm not in a shop there. Mm -hmm. The new world madness, I you know, where I kill people, right? mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. I don't sense me, you know, calling me that. Mm -hmm. Marijuana, ganja. Mm -hmm. you know, I born a blue light tree and very glue and the madness they bridging. Mm -hmm. I think I can smell like marijuana gun that them smell like one next up where I don't know what. Mm -hmm. I just don't like fake. Mm -hmm. A lot of people take me to the science lab in California. This is what you want to do, we're gonna call it the fire strain. You're gonna call this a split tail strain, you're gonna find this and you're gonna make pay money. Me have to be not interested in our nothing, but I tell you now, this coming like morphine and then shop me, but it's coming like cocaine, but it's weird now.
That's my thought pattern. That's my thinking. Mm -hmm. Because I seen you in the weed or a video. And this is you. You filmed it in a in a field. Tell us about that video there. Oh, that's in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. The people in California, they laugh. They say, "What's that loot and that ganja field?" They say, "Yeah, it's Jamaican style." We can't see no big and pretty and bird, fake pretty weed and the big shit, the big budge like in America, fake. A lot of people make a lot of money from it is good. But it was a small field in Jamaica someplace now on mountainside. Say this to a boom we do. Can't get enough, why don't you want me my phone? But it's boom drop. Can't out till I be stepping out. Bring it over to the radio moon. When I blow the bomb. <laughs> and you connected with uh, they were a farm what was the farm called uh, the farm that you connected with that you made that song with it was something farm I can't remember what they were called Green Lion Farm I don't know them mm -hmm. never met them before I got that rhythm from Mr. Perfect mm -hmm. give him an idea of course I spoke to Perfect I spoke to Perfect last week and you Definitely bigging up loot on fire. Yeah, I'm on pressure, come on, brother. Mm -hmm. And the grum with him on the work one, you know? But I look out for him on his head. Yeah, you could tell somebody else I could see that you link with good too. Fontan Moja. Yeah, that's why we told you we were talking about Fontan. That's my crazy friend, you know? <laughs> That's my crazy brother. Yeah, you can't say nothing about that man to me because I know him. Mm -hmm. yeah, I know him. You can't talk what you want to talk. You just got to get me mad. That's my brother. Me alone. How's that? Fanta, no man. Fanta, Fanta's a vibe. I read Fanta still. Fanta, I'm a brother. Love that. I don't love that. But yeah, music come with all different kind of things. You have to just leave it out and more we grow, the more we get more happy or sad. I choose the way of, you know, being happy. Leave my turn, buy a nice house, drive a nice car. Now and then we get to show me go eat food and come. A big food, but can pay my bills and maybe I can buy a nice cologne and buy a watch. You know? And and some more some more turban. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. You know how it goes. Just on Saturday, they just um actually laid merciless to rest. You've been in this business for a long time. Do you have any special memories or any link you link with Merciless that you remember you'll never forget? Yep. Every moment you meet them kind of artists they're special, you know. They are genius, you know, some special people, you know. But no more of them not existing. You now get no more merciless them and them kind of man, you know. So every time you meet merciless, it's a moment, you know. You know? Yeah, man. 
Is there one that sticks out that you want to share with us that you'll never forget this moment right here? Uh, Is there a moment in particular that sticks out in your mind that you never forget that you'd want to share with us? No, I just always stay. I just went in cover when I just one jar him out. And if you don't like it, bite it. Mm-hmm. You know? And the earlier that, that one jar with him, you know, I just stone all up and rhyme and crap joke and sing new song and drink and junk. <laughs> I don't have a problem with the virgin that day, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, man, all the artists them cool, you know, really, you know, just some, some, some man, you know, but man, the man, they marry. But out of the man, they will run the place, man, they marry. Mm-hmm. Good. I know, I think it was two years ago, you just started up your own label, Old Capital Music Group. Why did you decide to actually start a label? It was the intention from the one, and maybe I get carried away over the time trying to get myself involved in things that is happening when I think I should be just relaxing and making my own music. And they decide that this is the thing now. Yeah? So it's time, because again, you're talking about your Virgin Perfect, get the money. Remember, he has a label and he's producing himself and others too, and just putting it out like how you put out a lot of music. So then now you have the label, it's just you're going to be pumping out a lot of music also. Yeah, I'm on regular every day. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I got two more for you before I got you out of here. I know last month you did the um, IRFM's Marcus Garvey Day celebration. What was it like to actually oh, work on a show like that? At that time, who said I did that? You didn't do it in, la- or it was 2021? I think it was sometime, long time ago, I sang one song on IRFM thing. Mm-hmm. I the first microphone over my head. The next day, yeah. I said, <laughs> Reggae music, plug. Pass the microphone over my head, so I look up. Mm. And it was my band on stage. Gosh, me we are close big festival. Mm-hmm. Big festival of 40,000 people. I have the anchor man. Mm-hmm. I the maker to perform on it at Marcus Gabby And my body is on stage and I'm pushing my mic over my head. <laughs> I look fit. I a friend, Nesbitt. We just stuck. Cut. Over this. What does it take to really make it in reggae music business as an artist? Do you have to be more aggressive? You have to have a team around you. What do you re- what does it really take to be that person on the forefront of reggae music? Sunfire is not trying to be that person. But, but our people, and that's what I need. People like the music. Mm-hmm. So I keep creating music for the people who like the music. I'm not trying to be on top like for me to be the next big man. It's that night of missing a song and them like it and like your scooter or the big man. But I'm not trying to be that. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is around here, man. A lot of big man about already, man. It's a bit. That's why I sing a good song and keep connecting and collect the publishing check, you know, three months. Mm-hmm. That's really care about, you know. 
keep to yourself and keep it moving. Yes, I rapidly to non-stop, 10 song a day. Mm -hmm. Got you. You've had this career from the late 90s or even mid 90s till right now. When would you say has been the highest point in your career? And when would you say has been the lowest point in your career thus far? I think everything is just floating like this. I don't, I've never had a high or low point. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't recall or know of or feel like I ever had a high or a low point. It, the thing just flowing and people say respect loads that the music nice and they get nice and nicer. Mm -hmm. That's a bit. You know, we never have no big bro, big pandemonium and no load disrespect or disappointment. Never. It's just going onward, forward, ever, backward, never. You know? Keep trying to improve myself vocally or lyrically and uh, easy. You understand there. Right now, the floor is yours. Anything you want to say, anybody you want to big up, leave some contact information where they can check you out for dubs, bookings, anything, stage show bookings, anything right now where they could buy your music online. Leave all that information. The floor is yours right now. All right. You can find Lot and Fire um, on IG. That is Lot and Fire Music. You can find me on Facebook. Anthony Lothan for your Martin. You can also find me on YouTube. That is Lothan for your TV. We're going to start with a lot of merchandising on IG. Mm -hmm. Getting yourself together with a new album to be released very soon and soon. So I want to big up all my loved ones, all my fans, all the people who like the music straight from the bottom of my heart. Enough love and enough respect. Stay strong. Keep your eyes open. And look what I want. Protect your children. Protect your wife. Protect your husband. And just be nice, you know. Love your neighbor. Don't do it to others what you don't want them to do it to you. Just like Just like that. Mr. Fire, thank you so much for sitting down and doing this, for letting us see it into your mind, how you see things, the experiences you've been through. But those African stories are next level altogether. I, I got so much more. Trust me. Trust me. Mm -hmm. I got so much more African stories. It's for like stories. When Milana, if I tell you my Addis Ababa story, I mean, laugh. Let's go. I got time. Let's go. But maybe we don't have time and next time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have, have you ever been to Canada before? Yeah, man, I come to Canada. So up to now, I have a Canada visa. Mm -hmm. Whatever a real promoted event or show. You know, I work with music, I load and fire and thing. Mm -hmm. But some things that seem unnatural still. Mm -hmm. In terms of how, you know, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you were to say today I'm done with music business, what will you go and do instead? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Because it is for life. Mm -hmm. Mr. Fire, thank uh, you so uh, much. To do. Yeah. yeah. You understand. I got a big up Miss Stamp for making this happen. 
great conversation seeing things the way how you see it. You understand. Build up next we used to fly kite, play marble every day, and I used to die. We used to work on a king tea to this time, she don't want to laugh. Now the end is making a bargain, we make it open, then kick up. Could they know by bike, we know by one at it? Then she make it rich and I show off. You know, them warm, you know, water clock. Them warm, if it comes again, them by one cup. Them see me up with a check, send it up, then I'm black off it, but them see me tear apart. Them I try to trick me to this, to me bounce right back, what a hard man to death. Me know you're pretty very, to me bounce right back, what a hard man to death. Hard man to death, you know. As long as I can last, lose and feel better, lose and pray, I'll be around in music. Burning the fire. Mr. Fire, thank you so much. Let me give you an outro and order here. You understand? Yes, I. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.